What do Rastafarians, my head, naked mole rats, and the next Flycore iteration have in common? They're all brushless. Welcome to Detroit Dart Talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not, That's not so just... bad. That's pretty good. Not bad, but not great either. <laughs> so today on Detroit Dart Talk, we are we have a few subjects all related, interconnected. We're going to be talking about brushless blaster tech, and more specifically, what's coming next that we are all well, just about all of us are at least have some sort of hand in uh, for brushless tech. So it should be a good discussion yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm still trying to figure out why y'all brought me in here for this no, uh, i have no re no earthly no, idea no why clue. that could be no clue <laughs> all right well you for our listeners you can hear a mysterious voice that's not one of the hosts talking already so let's introduce our guests for this episode Ooh. Uh, <laughs> we have our good friend uh, from down south, Alan, with us, Derek Silver, um, who has become intrinsically linked to us, not just because he's a wonderful Patreon, but because of his work uh, with a new, let's call it a new avenue for brushless blaster uh, builds. So we'll get into that in a second, but let's all welcome Alan. Yay. I didn't even have to cook y'all gumbo this time. Welcome. Oh, no, you stopped to cook gumbo. That's God just damn like... it. <laughs> Fine, I'll, I'll make it a decent one this time. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started, uh, do we want to do go over any projects? Because it's been a hot second since we've uh, recorded an episode just due to the holidays and family commitments and all that. So what, what, have, what have folks been up to since the last time we talked? Uh, let's see. I built a, um, what was that thing called? Hold on. Uh, a fulcrum for Tom. Yes, the stringer. That, that was fun until I broke the string. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Tom I still you... need to replace the, uh, the new string. <laughs> and then what else? Uh, I talked about my, uh, my gift from my secret Santa, Tom. Um, Putting the the new table on my side of my pack out, and then uh, designed uh, spider holsters for the other side to replace the uh, the mag holders that I had on there. And I have mostly completed a new blaster, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So I'll wait till then. Yeah, I know. For me, everything I've been doing since pretty much last time we talked is related to today's episode. So. We'll get to my progress. What about Adam, Tom, what have you guys been up to? Tom, Tom's had a big weekend. Uh, I moved. Yeah. It uh was something. We still technically have more stuff to get, but I'm doing that next weekend. There you go. Uh, it sounds like you're getting settled into your new place, which is awesome. Yeah, it's going. Does your new nice. place at least know your name? Uh, we're getting there. <laughs> can't Can't rush these things, Tim. Well, no, because the old place sent him a letter and it had his last name spelled wrong. Oh, oh. yeah. No, this place does, in fact, know my name. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty impressive of them to not to like to spell my name wrong. Obviously, you weren't complaining enough to them. Oh, this new place, I've complained plenty. 
So I have I printed a um a Lidl first mate, which is like his uh little mini stringer fold up dart zone solo thing. And um I gotta say it's it's pretty it's a pretty fun little blaster. Um and it's really easy to prime because of the way you kind of it's like break action. So um my three year old, like, he seems to like it quite a bit because he can just prime it and like shove a dart in the in the back and he can shoot it which is kind of cool um other than that uh i have also been sort of having a hand in um the more recent flycore brushless stuff um because it didn't originate from me um not not maybe not directly at least so uh, i haven't really built any blasters uh other than what we're going to talk about today um, but Q2 is getting closer to being finalized. Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose that's I suppose that's it. All right. Cool. Well, with that, I guess. Uh... What about Alan? Alan? Oh yeah, what Alan? Yes. What have you been up to? Well, I just put together um, Demo's uh, Micro X Shot Reshell Number Five, which is actually pretty fun. I will give it that. Now, is that the double hammer primed one? Yeah, it is. It's actually um, I do like the Hammer Prime number four, but number five is just you know great fun. Nice. Yeah, two independent triggers, so you can fire them both at the same time or one side at a time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I need to. I've been intending to build one of those, but I haven't gotten around to it because been a little busy with the other stuff. I mean I that that, and you got to find next shot micro somewhere. I found two after Christmas at a store. I don't remember which store I was at, but I found two. So I snatched them. But uh, yeah, other than that, just um, working on little projects here and there and trying not to go insane. <laughs> it hasn't worked very well. <laughs> oh, I I forgot. I had another project I just finished up, too. The What's that? Series 2 of the Z13 collector's cards are finished. Oh, yeah. So... I'll be running those off in the next few days and getting those ready for all of our early birds at the February 3rd Z13. New year, new brains. One of these days I will make it up there for a Z13. Yeah, you will. All right, well, I guess we can jump right into the, the meat of to tonight's episode discussion. Um, and we'll start that off with a little story time. So for our listeners who remember back at our Secret Santa opening we did in December, uh, I was gifted by Alan a brushless flycore with pretty explicit instructions to design a blaster for it to go in. And I took that challenge and started designing a blaster. And that blaster is called the Jin. D D J I N like like the Arabic genie, and uh, yeah, we've been beta testing that and kind of using that as a test platform for the boards that Alan has been working on uh, to try and make a. I would I think it's safe to say a low cost brushless option uh, for the masses, as our friend James likes to say, the people's brushless flycore um glorious people's brushless blaster see i wasn't going to attempt the accent but there you go folks 
<laughs> I I really want to get one in in red and yellow now with a hammer and sickle on it. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so I've been designing a shell. Alan's been uh, building the boards and sourcing them and working on all that. Adam is uh, tackling obviously the brush official brushless fly core instead of our various bastardized attempts at it. Uh, so yeah, we've all kind of become intrinsically linked to it. Um, Tim's one of the, uh, the one of the beta testers for the platform as well. So there are multiple gins floating around the Detroit community, Detroit and Friends community right now, which is nice. I seem to be filling Tom's role and just seeing how badly I can break things. You have not been the luckiest person with your builds so far with this. Well, and- <laughs> it's really weird. But well, and part of what I've been experiencing is in the shell, which is, I think, complications from printing an ABS, which I think some of your stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. Like ABS is like it has its own characteristics when you're printing. And I I think that the tried and true like design uh, mentality uh, in our hobby lends itself very well to PLA, but uh, sometimes some of the ABS stuff, you know, like for instance, I had to really ream out the uh, um, the knob cover uh, because ABS shrinks a little bit, so yeah. it, it was way too tight. I ended up having to take a drill to it and ream it out. So if yeah. I can make a suggestion on that, instead of ABS, try ASA. Well, and I have ASA. Um just I can't get my colors in ASA yet. Understandable, yeah. The color selection on ASA is a little bit limited, and uh, depending on vendor. Yeah, no, I actually really like ASA. Like I recommend that. Like if somebody's going to have me do a high temp uh, commission for them, I suggest ASA over ABS because you get the UV uh, resistance in addition to the temp resistance, and it also handles overhangs better and whatnot. Yeah, it has a, a little bit better printability than ABS does. Yeah. Um, but the thing I've noticed with ASA is um, it's kind of the Wild West. Like, you can't just throw a spool of um, uh, Paramount ASA on your printer and use the same settings that you did for the Filament 1 ASA that you had used for the previous color. Because every single company's mixtures formulas whatever you want to call it are just that much different that you really have to tune in each filament um the settings for it very specifically and see i find that same situation with a uh, ptg and pla pluses because uh there's really no standardization for what's called a pla plus or of pla or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah but anyway yeah. off topic <laughs> But yeah, so we've been working on this thing, um, so I figure we can go through and kind of have discussions and tell everyone about what each of our parts has been in this. Um, so, Alan, why don't we kind of move from the story mode to your part of this? Because you are really the basis of all this. It's it's all your fault. It probably <laughs> really is, but I'm going to have to lay blame on this to a team cross rough Atlantic project, aka Team Crap, for this. Um, so, when they first announced their Mjolnir P 
pew pew at home pistol thing um back in february of 2023 i jumped into their um discord to get information on it and try to figure it out and i started trying to build one i actually had thought i had something ready to go for a mutation mall madness but yeah i could not get the electronics to fit inside of the really really freaking tiny electronics box for the mjolnir gotcha. <laughs> yeah the amount of cursing james heard me do about this was a uh, a lot <laughs> So um, what Team Crab had done is they had figured out two different ways to wire up their brushless. Either you can go with uh, sourcing the various resistors, the MOSFET, the PMW, and all this, and uh, wiring it all to the Arduino pins singularly in circuit, or Doc Thor, um, a, a lovely Norwegian gentleman that is very talkative, if you even give him half a second, like awesome dude, designed a PCB, which has everything in circuit. And all you have to do is plug in Arduino Nano 3 along with your OLED, your 0.96 OLED, your ESCs, your motors, your solenoid, an encoder knob, and flash the proper firmware. And hey, you basically have a brushless system. Yeah, so um, so what I did from there is, since you had to literally solder everything to it, and if you screw up one bit, you basically throw away an entire board, and they're not easily sourceable. You ha Basically, they give you the PCB files and say, hey, go order you some and whatever. I decided to um, make it a little bit more plug-and-play friendly. So that's what I've been working on with this. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like... So, so the, the Mjolnir project is open source it is available for anyone to check out and all that stuff and so you're basically you're not even forking it you're just taking some of their provided like some of the stuff they've worked on and packaging it let's say right that'd be a good way to describe what you're you're kind of doing here is just packaging it for consumers pretty much because um what they're doing now still requires a bit of technical know-how and being good with soldering. So yeah, it's literally, there's, it's their basic board. It's just having the ports already plugged into it. Um, I'm looking at trying to mess with the firmware they're doing, but uh, and if I had p good PCB design, I actually would fork their PCB a bit because there are some design changes I would love to do to it. But yeah, it's basically repackaging it for uh, the general masses to be able to actually make use of it. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, because... You know, when I got mine, it was literally just plug the stuff in and, you know, I had to wire in like a, a switch in the actual connector for the LiPo to it. Uh, but otherwise, it was it's literally truly plug and play brushless, um, which, you know, yeah. we have stuff like SBF from Gavin Fuzzy, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and it's plug and play as well. But it's also what four hundred dollars for the hardware kit, I believe, which is yeah. just the core. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much um, for the motors, the ESCs, and the board, it's about 400 bucks, and yeah. he kind of ties you into that stuff. That one, too, yeah. But yeah, so, like, it's it's expensive. And how... We, we kind of talked about this being an accessible one for the people, so when you... 
not to jump the gun or put you on the spot, but how much were you thinking that your kind of kit would cost for like a consumer once we get to that point? So for the basic mode of what we figured out for the Gen, the, the package that we have doing for now, which is a 1404 motors, uh, two ESCs, the board, and the various accessories aside from a solenoid, um, about $160. But I can always just sell you the board for cheaper if you want to source everything else yourself. That's very cool. I think that's going to... The hope is that that will open a lot of doors uh, for folks. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like Seriously, the only part of this that you actually would have to get from me because I'm the only one... I'm producing them... Uh, for team crap as a license in the U.S. is a uh, that board. Otherwise, yeah, everything else can be gotten off an Amazon or uh, any of the drone places like a uh, race day quads and all that. That's pretty awesome. Um, so I don't know, Adam. You're you've kind of been messing around the last day or two with uh with the board and the firmware. Um, and you have a lot more experience with that stuff than I do. What is, what's your impression on the firmware and the board? Um, well, I think the board is, I mean, the board is pretty, I'm not going to say bare bones, but it's pretty simple. And and I think that's what they were going for. They wanted easily sourceable, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nano with like an interface board, right? That has, uh, um, that has like a diode, uh, for the solenoid drive and a MOSFET and, uh, probably voltage regulation, I think, um, as well so it's pretty basic now you, you um, say basic is... but like i know that the board has like obviously you can plug a solenoid into it i know it has a a, a spot uh support for like um magwell sensor and stuff like that like it's it's pretty open for a bunch of different functions and features right yeah it, it yeah it really is i mean but i mean that's kind of like the power of the an arduino right um, and there's a lot of different ways to kind of slice this pie, but um, we had a discussion about it the other day. And what it is is sort of like a, it's sort of like a proto Narf Duino, right? So if you took um, what this board is and then you condensed it down into a single board, um, that's basically a Narf Duino. And mm-hmm. what I understand, the firmware is just a branch of, um, it's a branch where it's based on parts of it are based on. Uh, Airzone's Narfduino code, right? Um, and I, I've been through the firmware, and like most, a lot, most of the comments are like not Airzone's work, right? So I think mm-hmm. that's um, one of the crap guys. Uh, uh, and, that would be a Kiwi, is their programmer? Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, I mean, it, the firmware seems pretty good. It's missing some settings that, um, like my FDL three, I would have kind of appreciated a little bit. Um, like uh, the catch, the cached setting for trigger pulls and stuff. Um, but I mean, it 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 does the job. And what it is is it's a great springboard for the community to be able to build this thing easily, um, you know, and very simply, and then you know, brushless for the people. So I, I appreciate it. I mean, there's some things I'd like to change on it. I'm not like a super coder or anything, but. Um, I could change settings and add parameters, um, so that's not a huge, huge deal. And uh, even when I started this project of trying to to give Alex this for uh, Christmas for a uh, Secret Santa, 
that's kind of what I was always thinking was that this would be the springboard that somebody else would see this and be, oh, we can design, we could do something with it, you know? Because Teamcraft's not well known in the community. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the goal here going forward, and this is really all your fault, um, Alan, you were kind of the tinderbox for this whole thing. Um, and then you go, welcome. Yeah. You know, th- thank you because I've been on my laurels for like eight months. I repopulating the world with my genes, I guess, having another <laughs> child. Um, and then, so yeah, you stirring the turds by giving Alex this really cool, you know, turnkey creation, um, and Alex starting to go crazy with his stuff, um, you know, I think is, you know, shit rolls downhill. So I guess I got to do something now. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, yeah. So I got, I got this core in and Alan said, build, build a blaster around this. So I, I opened up CAD and I sat down one day, like, I think it was like the next day or something. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I actually need to start seriously thinking about whatever the next blaster is going to be for this thing. And I always start my blaster design messing around by, like, plopping in the fly core step. So I just plop in the biggest fly core Adam had, which is, like, the 43-millimeter full-size one. Stuck the Banshee reference wheels on it. And was like, all right, it's going to fit everything if I do this. And I was like, where do I want the grip? Uh, let's, Let's do the grip here. And from there, I just started, you know, vomiting CAD commands out until we basically had something that originally looked kind of like a Chris Vector pistol. The Veep. Um, The Veep. We were, I was totally going to call it that, Vector Pistol Veep. You were. And then we realized it didn't really work how I was intending with the spacing for the boards and all that. So I was like, well, if I lose the you know bump out the front grip and it loses the vector so it loses the name but it will fit the board pretty comfortably there and so that is what became the gin so gin is kind of like this i don't know what you want to call it machine pistol it reminds me of <laughs> it, is it is it um of a jarn hand phaser well, no. Yeah, I, for this trekkies it kind of looks what, like that what's the uh is it dead space where they have that like Oh yeah, the the the, smith, yeah. the uh, plasma cutter from Dead yes, Space. Yes, yep, That's yes, exactly what plasma I was pistol of. thing. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've never even played the game. I just remember somebody doing uh, some sort of mock up uh, Nerf blaster out of it. Yeah, gotcha. But yeah, it's basically a, a grip and then just like a stylized block in front of the entirety of the grip. <laughs> so yeah, Magford. Uh, electronics sit in front of the mag, um, electronic peripherals behind the mag, battery goes in the grip. Um, yeah, solenoid up top. And then I, I, the way I like to design cores or blasters, like, you know, kind of having like consistent, um, design goals or whatever is since it's using Adam's amazing fly core system, I want to utilize it to the fullest so it can fit any straight fly core whether it's brushless or brushed. So you could slap Banshee wheels and an N20 motor or in this, and it would run it. You could put, you know, a neutron in it with nightingales and it'll run it. Um, 
So that's kind of how I how I prefer to design blasters. Uh, and so they're being no, no, not to not calling out the meowser, but I, as Adam has said to me more than once, uh, it is. Um, sorry, sorry, I just lost my train of thought because I heard yelling upstairs. Kids are going to bed. Uh, <laughs> um, but the meowser has lots of folders with lots of different variations in them. And that's awesome because the Meowser looks really good. I can't design stuff that looks as good as Adam does. So I'm just going to do one blaster instead of basically designing three different versions of the same blaster that all look great. That's my point I'm getting at. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of where uh, where Jen kind of took on its thing. And then I, you know, since Jen's been in beta, I've then also essentially designed a second blaster that can run bl- brushless. Which we are calling Gat. Gat. Gat, because Gat is just a really funny term. Yeah, um, damn. Yeah. Also, Gat, damn, you built that, you designed that thing in less than 48 hours. Yeah, the, the I, it was working within 36 hours, um, which is horrifying. And yeah, I've, I've since slowed down and been iterating little bits on it and stuff to improve it. Um, because I'm waiting for Gen Beta stuff, <laughs> but yeah, that's a, it's 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 all Alan's fault. I'm also designing blasters. It's Alan and Adam's fault. You give you give me the keys. I'm gonna open the door. So yeah, um, so that's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to bl- design. I I like designing blasters now because I have something to design around. So both you know the fly core takes so much work out of it, but also being able to be like, nice, this can be brushless if I just make sure there's room for these boards and ESCs to sit here. And I make sure the wires can route to here. Okay, perfect. There's a, a screen can go here, blah, blah, blah. So just having those tools has made me as a designer, like, flourish. You know, in the few short weeks <laughs> that I've been working on these things. So I can't imagine what's going to come out of the community once we, you know, release... Jen is like the test bed and Adam releases the brush official brushless fly core and Alan's providing, you know, boards for sale. Like, like there, there's going to be the potential for a true brushless renaissance in the hobby because really until this point, in my opinion, I mean, we had FDL doing tremendous, tremendous work with amazing blasters and they closed up shop. And then we really didn't have any other brushless options that were truly accessible until Gavin Fuzzy with the SBF and then like out of darts, Eli Wu with the momentum, but those have such high price points and, and momentum's arguably not accessible because they haven't been stocking them from what I've heard. Yeah, they've, they've been having issues getting certain parts from my understanding. Yeah. And so, like, but those blasters are going to be, they're going to run you, you know, like 450 at the cheapest, I think, for like just the, just the core and then you have to build it yourself. And we're kind of angling for like 200, you know, for files, right. solenoid, all the guts. Yeah. So hopefully we're going to be a, a, ushering in, you know, some sort of renaissance. And I, and I want to see what people do, the designers in the hobby do with this. And I know Adam is going to turn out something that just puts all my work to shame. So I can't wait to see what you end up doing, Adam, because I know you like to pair core releases with blasters. 
Don't. MP5. MP5. Don't. Don't. Don't seem so confident in that. MP5. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying. No, 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 2207 no, no. motors, MP5. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would love an MP5. Alan, Alan. Design it. Alex, you know what I'm going to say. What? No, don't say it. Either Ad- of the things I think you're going to say. Adam knows. Bliss. No. No, I, w- I thought you were going to say brushless PS72, and I was going to throw something through the <laughs> mic at you. <laughs> now that you mention it. No. <laughs> no. Brushless Flycore PS72 defeats the purpose of the PS72. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I want a brushless N9 clip. Let's go. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of my side of things. And Adam, you're you're working on the official, or sort of working on the official Flycore for brushless, a brushless version. Um, how's that going? Um... Well, it's going. I think it's going pretty good. I haven't printed any cores out, but there's more space for wires, and there's a modular cage thing. So, um, and I think it can print it without supports. So, realistically, you're looking at printing one core, and then you should be able to switch between most of the major brushless, uh, like motor crushes, which should be great. And then, obviously, it'll be easy for people to design new cages um, for it. And then dual stage might be easy, depending on how sturdy it is. So, um, fingers crossed, might might be good. I, I get I get a print one, so first that's a big deal. Might be but good. It we'll will see. <laughs> we gonna find out. All right. I'm sure it'll be better than the janky ass thing I designed. Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah, yours was good. It was it bash in a quick in a hurry so I can get it to you, basically. It, it did its job. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, so uh Jen Jen and the and the I don't know, do you have Alan, have you settled on a name for this board yet? It's I'm literally just calling it what they have printed on the board, the Mjolnir board. Because okay. that's that's what Team Crap is calling it. Gotcha. So yeah. And like Adam says, it's basically just the I.O. board. You plug everything else into it and do whatever you want. Right. So, yeah, we're we're beta testing that both to make sure that, you know, I designed an OK blaster. And really, I think you did. I think it's mostly, though, it's it's mostly where we're looking to stress test the uh, the the brushless system. Right. Make sure that mm-hmm. that's all good. Yeah. Uh at this point, we've pretty much figured out that it needs the double spring neutron to uh, perform yeah. properly. Yeah, so yeah, for, high rate of for, fire or double spring. Yeah, yeah. I even I had the high rate of fire only on it, and even then, I was it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. So I I plopped the uh, the original spring back on with it, and was able to get a pretty fast rate of fire with that combo. Right. Yeah, I'm, I get in mind probably about between ten to fourteen. Based on what my current calibration of the solenoid is, so I it, it's mine's probably there. It's easily matching mostly what I use the SBF for, rate of fire wise. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I rarely find the need for anything faster than that. Yeah, right. Like I honestly set mine lower. I want a little bit of um, time between my full auto shots because I'm never putting eight darts at one person, I'm kind of 
full autoing in a bit of an arc, trying to get multiple people at a time. Right. And see, that's what I use burst fire for. I, I always set mine to two round burst, and full auto is more of a suppressive fire thing for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Full auto is when the kids are being annoying and you got to teach them a lesson. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's going, it's going good. The work is going great, mm-hmm. I think. The beta is solid. Yeah. Um, getting some good feedback and making a few changes for release. And mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're, we're hoping. They'll be released, what, mid to late February? Late February, beginning of March, I think, is what we're we're time-framing for. uh, Yeah. yeah. Because I only have a limited selection of boards right now, and I can't really order more because of a Lunar New Year. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) if I order it now, I still won't get them until sometime in March, so. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so... uh... And I'm I'm hoping to have the uh, the GAT shell uh, out by that point. If I might save it for that release, or I might stick that out there into the ether before then, since it also can take brushed builds. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's going to be some options for folks because uh, Jin is like a motor pistol, uh, a machine pistol. GAT is a bullpup rifle. SMG. I don't know what you call it. Uh, I'd yeah. say SMG. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah. And then, like I said, we'll see whatever Adam turns out, and then uh, the masses provide. Now, speaking of brushed versions, you did build a brushed version of the gin, right? You know, I did, and it's right here next to me, and I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> my wife, when I was making this, was like, "Make me one." <laughs> okay. And uh, she has not been able to come to any events because we have kids, but they're finally at an age where uh, we trust our her parents to uh, watch them and that they will not, you know, burn down the house if we're not there. Um, more so that they'll behave. Um, and so I was like, okay, I can do that. And we, I had just gotten a new, you know, Bamboo Lab printer with the uh, AMS multi-filament system. So she was all... Oh, you you should make it different colors and use the AMS. Okay, <laughs> so she has this uh, teal and pastel purple uh, gin with all the AMS, you know, filament swappage it can do on it and stuff. And uh, because the boards were, you know, pretty much there were what, five in existence at the time. Yep, uh, I told her I was like, well, you're not getting a brush a brushless one. <laughs> So do you want a solenoid or do you want a uh, N20? And we discussed it and she opted for a slower RPM. Like a, I think it's a 500 RPM N20. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's the same shell. Uh, the only thing, I mean, it's an, it's an earlier alpha version. So like it doesn't have some of the stuff the newer shell has on it. But other than that, like functionally, it's the same thing. Uh, it has a different, trigger pack in it because the gen uses a what, what i'm calling the trigger pack where it's the switches and the trigger both are clamshelled by the same um by like like two sides of a pack that then uh friction down into the body and the body is what actually keeps it together so there's no screws in it um well there is one screw to hold a switch in for the this version which is a two switch version um but yeah so it can it just there's a different trigger pack if you're going with two switches versus the single switch for like a brush build or brushless build. 
And uh, yeah, it works beautifully. We I finally actually got it wired up the other night. It's been sitting for like oh, way too long uh, without its core functional. And I got the core wired up and was testing it the other night, and it works beautiful, just like every other fly core. So it was uh, it was fun. So it I was happy that my design choices worked. That it, it did indeed not have any issues with clearances and functionality for uh, brushed build. So yeah. yeah, which is always fun to know that you you've done your what you wanted to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been surreal for me as a designer because I don't design all that much stuff, and I don't have confidence in my designs uh, because I'm surrounded by greatness in the hobby. Yes, Adam. Um, <laughs> oh my God, it's true. It's, uh, it is, buddy. But like, yeah this this just kicked off like it, it jump started the right parts of my brain um, to turn out something functional and that looks halfway decent. And then it just kind of kept rolling with uh, with Gat while I was sitting there one day. I was like, "What do I need to do? Well, let me start playing around." And you know, by the end of the day, I had a roughed out blaster and by the end of the next day it was, you know, functional. <laughs> I had I had actually I think I had printed and I was starting to print it. So yeah. And the consistency in your design language between the two, they can kind of tell they're related. You know? They, yeah, they share similar cur- ter- uh looks. Yeah. Like some of that's just based on my design ethos of like I want it to function with every fly core at this point and all that. But um the running joke is everything I design has the same grip on it because <laughs> I really liked, I really liked the grip I, I made for the Almirage. It just feels really good for my hand. So mm. Jim has essentially the Almirage grip, just like same profile, different curvatures, essentially. Right. Yeah. is the same thing. Same profile, slightly different curvature, <laughs> you know, cause I don't basically, cause I don't remember, I don't want to go back and check like, you know, how many millimeters of a fillet was this one versus this right. one. So I just do it and then it feels good. It's good. Um, but yeah, so it looks, there's a consistency to the look and I'm sure I have unconsciously a design language that I adhere to, um, that people can be like, Oh yeah, that's one Alex's blasters. Cause I can tell by the way it looks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So here's but a, yeah. here's a question for you. Do you think you could, uh, get, uh, Molcor in uh, uh, Almirage? No, no, no. I was originally so the first um, the first thing I thought of when I when I had it and when we were done um, when we got done with the Secret Santa stream is I opened up an Almirage <laughs> and I was like, let me see if I can just literally drop it in. What about um, if you went with one of the Nuka Cola ones where you've got the really bulbous even side panels? Even then, yeah. Maybe if we found like a four in one ESC. But even then, I don't think the board would fit. You could theoretically do it with, like, you'd have to redo, like, make a new body that had more open sides, like hollowed out side panels. And then, like, this, the actual side panels that bolt to that would also then have to be big enough and more or less hollowed out in parts to fit like board in one side peripherals in the other or something. Gotcha. It's not impossible, but it would not be practical. Yeah. You just basically be on... re- completely redesigning the blaster at that point. 
You would, mm-hmm. yeah. Like it would be easier to design a new, you know, upside down fly core blaster from the ground up and slap the Almirage grip on it because that's what I do, uh, and just call it like <laughs> the Almirage V3 or something. Then to iterate off, off of the current design. But I also like I also wanted to do something that was a departure from what I had done before. So, you know, I originally designed the Almirage with an upside down mag because no one had really done that something weird like that. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to do something original and flip it upside down. There you go. With this one, I didn't want to be like, Oh, I don't want to become the upside down fly core guy. So I was like, let me do something more traditional. But I also might, I don't, some designers will pick like a real world inspiration, like a real steel inspiration and design around that. Um, or like a video game inspiration like a, a you know gun from a video game and design a blaster around that um i don't really do that per se like i'm sure there are design cues that i'm incorporating from things that i've seen but i just kind of draw shapes until i see something that sticks out to me and then start extruding um which also means i'm not really efficient with my designing i don't really go into it with a plan beyond like i want the mag here in relation to the grip that's pretty much all i do mm-hmm. so well, yeah it's, it's clearly a design process that works for you yeah. it works for so, me i'm sure it doesn't work for everyone <laughs> so you know what you need to do now alex you you did the upside down mag you did the regular mag now you need to do a side mag so i have a workspace <laughs> in cad that i have ha- half half designed raider style pistol <laughs> um but it was running into lots of packaging issues and the fact that a while well, i love the fly core fly core is not great for raider side style if you want it to be a small blaster no it gets very wide at that point <laughs> Um, and especially if you, you know, I was having it be a pistol, so I wanted the dart to be lined up with your hand, which really off-centered the whole blaster. And then I was like, well, what could I do to balance it out? Well, I could put the battery over there, and it ended up just becoming this hideous monstrosity. And I was like, nope, this is not going to ever be comfortable to use. <laughs> and yet, you still have not closed off the workspace. No, but it has been forgotten. It is down on the list of recently opened. <laughs> I mean, there is a ton so. of other, you know, Arabian legendary creatures. You can do mm-hmm. well, you can do Falak and Bahamut <laughs> and Efrit. Mm-hmm. The the Gyat was originally going to be the Afrit, um, but then my wife, <laughs> bless her, my wife was like, call it the Gyat, and I was like just looked up we were at the dinner table and i was like looked up and like what the, wait what she just caught the gat because it's got a big ass <laughs> <laughs> and i just looked i just i was like shoot and i posted that as like this is what my wife just said and then everyone who saw that post was like well yeah you have to do that <laughs> obviously i mean it's the only choice at that point it is so i just leaned into it <laughs> but yeah yeah that's 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 where it's been on my side of things, um, and it's been a joy. So thank you again a month on for my Secret Santa gift, Alan. <laughs> You're welcome. 
<laughs> by extension, thank you for me as well. I'm, <laughs> you can thank James for that one. Well, yes, I, I definitely do need to thank James for that, and that will be my uh, one of my two shout-outs. But, uh, yeah. You could just thank me for the pain you feel every time you turn the power button on. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts. So, so Adam, what, as a, as the Godfather designer of our group, oh God, what where where are your thoughts at on both brushless core, flight core, the brushless of the masses, and if you want to give any hints about what you might be thinking of doing with your designs for brushless, I, I'm sure everyone would love to hear. Oh, I see. I see what this is. Yeah, I got to jump um, the gun. Get ahead of you. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't have too much to add um, to what's been said. I mean, it's. I think it's a great idea. And uh, I knew I needed to complete my beta gin just so I can start messing with the settings and selling myself on the capabilities of the Mjolnir electronics, right? Um, so in a lot of ways, you have to like cultivate your own motivation um in some ways right so uh i gotta th- i gotta thank alan and you for you know helping get me one of these cores or the electronics at least because that's the biggest hurdle for people right is they like anybody can build a blaster for the most part there's some really simple blaster kits out there um but for brushless stuff if it's not plug and play with like uh brushless for dummies like instructions like people aren't gonna build it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um the only reason why there's what? There's probably three hundred, four hundred FDL threes and like maybe twenty to forty basics. Uh like, there were no, there were more than that. There were yeah, there were over a hundred basics. Yeah. Were there? Were there yeah. over a hundred basics? I, and I honestly between the the production ones and the kits and the homebrews, I bet there's several hundred fdls out uh threes out yeah yeah i could i could believe that but i don't see very many homebrew uh fdl threes now that's because most of the homebrews were not people that were in the hobby they were they were makers and 3d printers and engineers the people that wanted to like really dig into a meaty project uh like during quarantine uh but they weren't necessarily part of our hobby and it had to usually had to be during the time where Jesse and Jackie weren't offering builds or hardware kits to like there was yes. that period of time. Right. So um, regardless, uh, there's not that many people that make brushless blasters right now, like homebrew right there. I mean, they, they do them one off. Right. But um, there's not really a good hardware kit that's like kind of universal out there. So I think that's what the hardware is missing or the hobby is missing rather. And Flycore kind of empowered people to make their own blasters, their own flywheelers, which is great. There's probably a dozen or more Flycore designs in the last year or so since release, which is great. Um, but the biggest hurdle for this is going to be supply, right? So a lot of people, a ton of people build Flycore blasters of all different shapes and sizes. And so if we can offer, if we can have people offer a brushless kit, like this is a brushless core, it fits these Flycore blasters, it's plug and play, use these settings, you know, it's pre-flashed maybe, I don't know, mm-hmm. then 
you know, that they're going to fly off the shelves, right? Because it's not just like if you buy an SBF hardware kit, right? It's you have all the brushless stuff, which is great. And it's a really great package, but you can only build an SBF with it. And that's the only blaster you're going to build with it for the most part. But if you, the great thing about Flycore stuff is if you get this brushless hardware kit for Flycore, you can build any brushless Flycore design. You get tired of the gin. Okay, so you build a GAT. You know, you get tired of the GAT. You build a, I don't know, whatever else is going to come out, right? Because mm -hmm. if we can guarantee supply, I mean, not guarantee, but it's like, oh, Alan's selling these cores, you know, they are, they're going to like just evaporate from your Etsy shop like mm -hmm. very very quickly right right so the other the other incremental way to get people to do this the brushless for the masses right is to offer like simple or dumb dumb brushless is what I like to call it mm -hmm. um where we'll have brushless flycore then okay so you want a brushless blaster but um Alan's been back ordered you know, for two months because, you know, China's on vacation. Um, so what are you going to do? Well, okay, you can use these ESCs um, and you can use this microcontroller. I'll, here's a video on how to do it or whatever. And then you can have, all you need to do is get the brushless motors to spin. And then you don't have to have any settings. Maybe you can do like a 10K pot to you know, high or low speed, but all the pusher stuff can be dumb, right? You don't have to have any of that stuff. Um, and so that might provide a, a little bit easier entry-level way to get into brushless, which I think people would just appreciate, right? Because if you, because people are building Flycore, for example, we've got people that have like three Meowsers or more at all different FPS and different like pusher, you know, configurations, right? So you could replace all all of those with like one blaster because generally it's well i need my 200 plus fps i need my band blasters and then oh i need my like super stock 150 fps one and then oh i need my hvz one um so you could just replace that with one one setup right you'll end up saving money in the long term and you have a far more versatile blaster so right those are my thoughts but um got to make it happen but I think I think the hobby will will rise to meet the occasion, and will uh, will empower people to have unlimited brushless capabilities. And yeah, I, th I think once you finally release your core, and I can get the at the very least provide the boards for them to do everything else with, that we'll see a huge renaissance of this. Like Alex has said before, like people are going to suddenly be empowered to do the new design or to produce others or just like, Oh, I can try fitting that into this shell and they'll like throw a stampede and suddenly have a brushless stampede for some reason, you know, brushless take flight. Yes. Do it. Alex. Oh. You need to take flight. Stunt gone. It's done. <laughs> take flight two. the return. I am doing no more shell cutting. <laughs> It will be fully 3D printed. <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> oh, but yeah, the um, if this takes off like I'm hoping it does, the future's gonna look bright for the uh for the hobby in this situation. Because uh, just for instance, the Gen we've gotten it not very accurate, but we've shot it at what about 50 FPS, Alex? 
<laughs> yeah, we, we turned it down and <laughs> tried to see what it would do. Yeah, it, so it was very old school. I could see the arc of the darts. <laughs> it felt very nerf. It did. It felt very much like childhood nerf, but loud and angry flywheels, which I didn't have when I was young. <laughs> no, but still, but um, and the current setup maxes out to about 150 ish FPS. Yeah, around there. So yeah, 50 percent power is like for me right at like just over 100 like right around mm-hmm. there depending on between, my darts between 95 and 110 in that range yeah, that's what i would say um yeah. so 50 is like very solidly hvz um, yeah. for most for most hvz's too because you know there's different caps yeah. at 45 you you'll be able to play in new york you know yeah and then the big thing with this is this board works with other motors yes so this is this is the fps of the little 1404 motors it's currently using and the wheels it's Mm -hmm. currently using but this is opening up the avenue for other motors and other size wheels so you know it's not going to be constrained to you know 50 to 150 (laughs) of a range you know what about what about other solenoids say you know that would be on adam well no and, and here's why i asked like say you know, momentum yeah. continues to have supply chain issues to the point where uh, they decide to stop making the neutron solenoid. You know, can you throw an FTW solenoid in there? Can you throw the yeah. the cheap Chinese 15 millimeter As- solenoid that was in the Forbidden Kittens? Yep. You can actually, um, funny enough, Team Crap had originally designed the Mjolnir with those FVZ, uh, those little 15 millimeter thrown uh, 12 volt solenoids, yep. as long as, yeah, as long as as long as it's a 12 volt solenoid, it'll work. Yep. You might have to and I am design around I, the shortcomings of whatever that is. Yes, yeah. obviously, but it'll work. And I do have a prototype fly core that uses the FJZ05, and it would mm-hmm. not be difficult to, you know split it at the front of the magwell and uh boolean union a the front end of the uh of a of mm-hmm. a you know brush uh brushless core onto the front of that with no issues for me. Right. So uh yeah. you know so, it's it's there. <laughs> it gives us options for the future. Yeah. I'm not gonna say permanently future proof, but it gives us options in case something changes in the hobby. Yeah. It's an because, avenue forward. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think anything in our hobby is future proof. No, I think we've, we've all found that yeah. to be the case. <laughs> but um, well, like Alex was saying, the other motors. I'm currently playing around with some 2207s that uh are used in the G19 that work perfectly fine on the board. Uh, I've done a couple of prototype tests on it just to see. Um, I know uh, Team Crap have des- used the designs to uh called their Viter, which uses, um, I want to say, 1605s as a dual stage. So, yeah, the board is agnostic to the type of motor you use. It's as long as it could take the voltage. That's all that matters. Yeah. Now, I will say for folks, you know, listening to this and starting to feel that urge to, you know, oh, I, I could design a blaster around this, too. Um, the board's a, it's a little bigger mm-hmm. in size than some of the other stuff that we see out there, but that's because it's accessible. Like it's a trade-off, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because you know, unless you want to pay the prices 
that you do for things like momentum or um you know the SBF boards and stuff you're you're not going to have those custom made tiny little you know um super high efficient in their usage things like these are boards like you said that anyone can order based mm-hmm. on specs and then you're just kind of packaging it better for uh for use for the for the standard consumer to use right so yeah, yeah like um so it's a, it's a little bit bigger but in my experience as long as you take that into consideration when you're designing um you know it's it's not hard to create a little bay for that board to slip into yeah and i mean we're not talking about a huge thing the uh, no. rough dimensions it's like 35 wide roughly 60 to 70 millimeters long and maybe 25 millimeters high after that everything's plugged right. in yeah that sounds right so no it's not yeah. it's not big it's just you you might see other like the the expensive boards and stuff and the Marfduinos and stuff that yeah. were yeah. smaller but that's also why you can't really get them right yeah they're not available anymore this yeah, i mean as long as there's it, arduinos this board can be available yeah i mean you're looking at it like a i'm looking at an sbf board right now compared to one of the uh the beta boards that i have in hand and it's not quite as wide about the same length but just very much bare compared to what sbf is and it doesn't but taller because it has to have an arduino on it right it doesn't have an integrated arduino like the uh sbf does right but again that's that's why you're a we're able yeah. to have that as an option is because right. it's not integrated it's it's right. sitting on top <laughs> and the nice thing about the way we're doing the design for this is that if something happens to say your arduino shorts out well pull the arduino flash a new one stick it in the rest of your stuff still works. It's yeah. more repairable, consumer friendly. Yeah. So, Which yeah. is also a key for this. Yeah, I think that's kind of been I think I think we've had a good shared mindset between all the various people working on various parts of this, whether it's cooperatively working or just simultaneously doing stuff. I think everyone working has kind of been working towards the idea of accessibility um because i i you know i'm i'm lucky to have you know some brushless stuff um but a lot of people don't and they don't strictly because they came to the hobby too late to get on the s you know the fdl train and the used fdls are too much or they can't afford you know momentum because it's just too high of a price point there's all these different reasons why they they don't have something and you know, when I was starting off in the hobby, that was a big kind of thing. That was like the the ultimate end of my what I want to get from a blaster list was I want to jump to brushless. Mm-hmm. But that was really during the uh, the dark times. I think FDL was just closing, and you know there was there was no momentum. There was no SBF. Right. It was that and like the T nineteen. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was pretty much your options. Yeah. So. You know, I, I you know have Tom's old FDL Basic right now, um, and then I got an SPF when it came out. Um, you know, during their kind of soft beta mm-hmm. launch, um, and those were like big bucket list items for me. But I, I kind of have this mentality of I don't want brushless to be the bucket list item for people. I just want them to be able to get it. 
just like they could get any other blaster. Right, and I agree because um, I didn't start into the hobby till 2022, so just after the dark times, but way past Project FDL's closing. So Brushless was always kind of this. James would tell me about it, and it's like that'd be cool if I could figure out how to do it. And I, I did get an SBF when it was in the soft beta, just about the same time as you did. Yep. And it's nice, but I can't repair it if something happens. I have to send off to Gavin in Singapore for a part, and that could take a little while, you know? Yeah. And I, I am very much about being able to service my uh, equipment, as they say. Yeah. So. And, like, the SBF cannot be understated just how nice of a blaster that is. <laughs> agreed. No, agreed. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to make sure listeners understand, I think my design at work is crap compared to Gavin. <laughs> but I will say the one thing that I do pride myself on is, like, the SBF is is a Evo Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Like, or Scorpion Evo, whatever. It's, it's real steel in its design. Um, and that's that has honestly turned a lot of people off from it um and now you know people are designing new shrouds for it and stuff that break up that look and i have one on mine and i think they look fantastic mm-hmm. but i try to design my blasters to to look fake like to look like something that's not a real steel thing um so i think that's it's one thing i've got going for me at least is that i because i'm not a great designer in my opinion uh I can't design stuff that looks real steel. (laughs) Personally, for me, I'm okay with that because my aesthetic is chunky sci-fi bullshit. Yep. And the gin perfectly fits that. Yeah. Yeah. Gin gin does does not look like anything real steel. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of something off of Babylon 5, to be honest, the Gat, if I had to think about it. Yeah, I could see that. Like any sort of... it would it would fit in with like Starship Troopers feel. Right. Right. Like that. If you printed it in dark colors, it could easily be like a sci-fi prop looking weird mm-hmm. thing. And and it, yeah. the Jin can do the same thing too. I say it it bears a striking resemblance to Bajoran hand phaser from Star Trek DS9. So yeah. So yeah. Well, should we move on to shout outs? No, I think I've talked. To, I, I've pontificated enough about the future of Brushless. <laughs> Unless anyone else has something they want to add, uh, I've, I've, I'm about talked out. Y'all know me. <laughs> I'm a quiet guy. It's been a busy day for me, so I. Uh... <laughs> so shout outs. Well, Tim, you already you already started your shout outs earlier. So why don't you start us out now and finish that shout out you kind of hinted at. Yeah, so huge, immense, huge shout out to uh, James for uh, uh, Talon X for anybody listening who doesn't immediately know who I'm talking about, um, who financed and and paid for and sent me uh, the beta core um, because I really wanted to participate and 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 be in that, but. Uh, after the holidays, it wasn't something that uh, I could spend the extra on, and uh, that was gifted to me. And I cannot say enough how uh, thrilled I was. Um, secondly, I want to um, give a shout out to Brad Fowler um, Renfro in our server, 
who designed a new logo for me. Um, Great guy. Yeah, I've uh, I've been thinking about ways I could come up with a logo other than my um, DDT head uh, that I've <laughs> used for years. Uh, the the stylized character head that uh, Eric's wife designed. Um, and you know, if you have listened for a while, um, you may remember uh, right around the time that Adam got his um, Flypoint pistol, uh, we talked about where my name comes from and the poem that it uh, is from. And uh, the last lines of it is, um, uh, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Um, so my new logo is, um, some gates opening with the scroll that says Invictus above it. Uh, it's really cool. Very nice. Yeah. And I see that Alan has literally just updated his, uh, server profile picture to what I'm assuming is a, is a new, uh, logo that Brad designed for him. (laughs) Oilers. (laughs) So that's epic. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, man. All right. Um, Adam, shout out. I'm still <laughs> thinking of mine. Alan and Alex, because what? I, too, was bestowed upon with a mule core, and it's kind of your guys' baby in a lot of ways. You know, maybe I was like the donor, you know, for the original, <laughs> but... You know, Alan carried it, you know, in his womb of wombs, and Alex nurtured it, and they were both there for the birth. I need an adult. I I need an adult. I built a crib for it, if anything. (laughs) Yes, that's right. You did a good job with the nursery. (laughs) And we got got to nursery it along and watch it through adolescence so it may, too, spread and we all may become one. With brushless fly core. And hopefully it doesn't become uh, fascinated by Roombas. Hopefully it's, not. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm still feeling like I need an adult after this. You wouldn't brushless a Roomba. To hell I wouldn't. <laughs> well, since Alan has already been shouted out. Too many times already. Yeah, and that's it kind of I think it goes without saying that, you know, Alan and Adam you know, I wouldn't be designing stuff without them. Um, and I've said that, you know, especially for Adam multiple times that like he was the reason I started 3d designing and I know he hates to hear that, but it's true, but I'm actually going to do my shout out to my wife, Annie, because she has put up with me just tunnel visioning at my computer and the CAD program for like a month ish now. <laughs> Uh, designing blasters and dealing with me printing them constantly and then asking her what she thinks of them. (laughs) Uh, And it must be so annoying for her. So my shout out goes to her for putting up with me while I have been coming in and out of this rabbit hole (laughs) of designing and working on stuff. So thank you, sweetheart, for all your support. And for our listeners that uh, may be wondering what happened to Tom, he had some technical difficulties, so he had to bounce. Ah, uh, yeah. Hard issue would be in a new place, I guess. 
Yeah. He yeah. said his audio, he moved his computer and then his audio drivers like did not want to work right for him or something weird. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but I've I've had that when I when I moved this computer even just downstairs from my old workspace, like it took evangelical preachers multiple days to just get yeah. Yeah, I started hearing <laughs> I remember that head. Um and, but we like even it. then like the microphone setup didn't want to work right. And I was like, nothing's changed. I literally just unplugged the computer and moved it. But yeah, like I had to go in and then like reconfigure the microphone to get it to work again. Um, so I don't know what it was, but yeah, I remember listening to y'all recording when that was happening. I actually heard it. It was funny. Yeah. It has stopped. <laughs> Although we got, I was like, side note, funny story segue real quick. And then we will finish up the shout outs. We got my kids some little like Spider-Man walkie talkies for Christmas, <laughs> uh, which has been so obnoxious. And uh, besides picking up a neighbor's kid who apparently also got them for Christmas one time, and then that kid got freaked out and like we haven't heard him again because <laughs> that was funny. Uh, we turned it on once and we started hearing the evangelical radio station through the walkie talkies. Uh, <laughs> when you would like hold one button down, but not the other one. It was, yeah, it was a thing. So like, it's still there, but it's not in my ears anymore, at least. Uh, yeah. All right, Alan, who is your yeah. shout-out? Oh, goddamn. Yeah, you have to uh, do this too. You're our guest. Do what we tell you. I thought y'all were supposed to do what I said, because I'm the guest. No, 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 that's not how this works. Look at me. I'm the <laughs> host now. <Okay. laughs> yeah, I've been using that one all night, Tim knows. <laughs> <laughs> um... So first off, shout out will be to my lovely wife, the cute girl that I live with that puts up with my shit, literally, all the time. <laughs> so thank you, Katie, for uh, dealing with me. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it for that one. Um, thank you to Adam and Alex, both of y'all, because uh, Adam for giving us the fly core in the first damn place, because I, I couldn't have made this work without the fly core at all. Uh, it gave me the basis to figure other shit out. And uh, Alex for actually doing the work on the janky thing I sent him and giving us a beautiful shell for it that I could sure as hell couldn't design. I know that much. So, yeah. Um, and, of course, Team Crap for uh, and Doc Thor in specific for designing the PCB, which lets all this work so much easier than it, sh- it could be. So, yeah. That's my shout outs. Yeah, that's that's good. That's that's something I don't think we I know we talked about it, but that that should be up there with it is that Team Crap has done so much work to start this open source project. And they are violent. They are violently anti-closed source. So everything they do is open source. Yeah. And it's kind of like what I was talking about, where I was hoping that designers would take what we're doing and, and iterate off of it and make better stuff. Um, I'm sure they're in the same boat where they're pushing out this, you know, this firmware and these board designs and stuff in the hopes that mm-hmm. other people will will do exactly what we're doing with them. Yep. So, yeah. very much so. So yeah, good good shout out to them. They deserve it. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap things up. So stay tuned for more uh, fun stuff coming out of the uh, Detroit Dartworks camp and the Old Fusion Designs camp and the. I, Alan, are you officially part of Talon Axe Armory, or are you just by association? Officially, it's 
technically by association, but yes, it's me and James are both Talonax Armory. His name, but uh, I tend to be the guy behind the scenes. Well, and you're also running the shop now on Etsy, and yeah, he, he's he's the public face of this because I am not a people person. So it's unless like, I feed like, you, unless I feed you, then we're okay. So it's kind of like Luke is out of darts, but there is also out of darts, which has multiple people. Right. Yeah. Very so much so. James, James is the Talonax Armory personality mm-hmm. and face, and you are one of the, I guess right now, the, the other person in Talonax yeah. Armory. Yeah. As far as I'm aware of, yeah, I'm the only other person in Talonax Armory. So for those of you watching out, I forgot to plug that earlier. Keep an eye out towards the end of February. Boards should be available on the Talonax Armory Etsy, yes? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll be doing... I should have a, a couple of kits available by the end of beginning of March for sale. Full kits and some boards. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. That's the plan, anyway. We'll see how supply works out. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And the best part is, if if the kit's not available right then, just build a brushed version and wait for the yeah. kit to come back in stock. Exactly. It right over. It's amazing. It's almost like it was designed for it. What? <laughs> you won't even have to reprint your lower because there is it uses the same lower and just has plugs to cover everything up. Yep. yep. God, I'm glad I accidentally stumbled on that design choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for joining. Bye. 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 I just kind of rambled for a little bit, but eh. Alex, I did something. What did you do? I put a heat set in my lower where there is not a hole for one. How what? Did you do that? Where? Intentional. How? Well, how did you do that? Oh, he's well, putting a spider reason? hole. He's putting a spider oh, hole. Oh, okay. Where'd you put it? I want to know where.